broadcasting live from the R&R studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. Welcome, 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 Raider Nation, to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy the night before Thanksgiving. And the night before, frankly, whoo, Lincoln, uh, the Raiders get on the field to try to get their season back on track. They play the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day. It's always a special day and a festive day. Uh, but it sure would have been uh, uh, under better circumstances uh, had they gone into this game flying high, and it almost looked like they were uh, a month ago. But now they limp into this game on a three-game losing streak, needing desperately to get their season back on track. Lincoln Kennedy, welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right, Vinny, and thanks for having me. Hey, look, let's let's face it. This this game has been circled on everyone's calendar for some yeah. time since it came out. And, and everyone, especially the way Dallas started playing, everyone had to figure there was going to be a physical game. There's no slight in that. That's not going anywhere. And Dallas has had their troubles, obviously, much like the Raiders. But, yeah, it, it's – it's a difficult time to right the ship. Anytime you're playing against anybody, I don't care who you have, um, and we've all seen how the Raiders struggled in teams like the Giants and obviously last week what happened to them with the Bengals. Um, but, you know, this is, this is not an easy picking for, for, uh, for the boys, um, and, and, and especially going back to Dallas on Thanksgiving, which, as you mentioned, the crowd is going to be frenzied and the Cowboys travel well. That place will be sold out. It'll be rocking. The Raiders are going to have their hands full. Lincoln, um, it seems like a years ago now, uh, but this Raider team, it's not quite the same, we all know that, but this Raider team started the season uh, in daunting fashion. They opened the season against the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. We talked all offseason and training camp and leading up to these games that we're going to find out pretty quick how tough this football team is, playing two historically tough, difficult teams one at home in the Baltimore Ravens with an MVP caliber quarterback in Lamar Jackson, uh, then making a quick turnaround after a Monday night game to go play the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think anybody anywhere in any fan of any team or pontificator analyst felt like the Raiders were going to get out of that situation 2-0, nor maybe even 1-1, one one. Um, you know, given the opponents, given the physicality, uh, given the challenge of playing those two teams. Yet that's exactly what they did. And I draw on that, even though it seems like ages ago, uh, as the Raiders prepare to go play the Cowboys tomorrow in Dallas in an equally mm, probably not going to happen kind of a situation in terms of what outsiders, what people are, are, are predicting will happen. It's an interesting year this year, Lincoln. Uh, a lot of things that you thought were going to happen haven't happened. A lot of things that you didn't think were going to happen, did happen. Could this be a case where escaping and getting away from the from the wins against the – or the supposed wins against the Bengals and Giants, those were supposed to be easier games, yet they stubbed their toe. Could maybe this be one of those reverse psychology, reverse type of world type of situations where they go into a situation against a team that nobody feels like they're going to be able to beat or capable of beating – uh, and they spring back to life uh, just at the last second and, and beat a good team and get back on track. Well, it's not like they're an, an inept team. They're right. capable. They've got pieces on all – I mean, look, for what it's worth, you've got one of the more you know um, um, uh, good special teams 
You know, when you talk about with Carlson and, and, and Daniels, you know, so your special teams are, are solid. Your defense has come around, is playing well, has been able to negate a lot of the more potent offenses that they've seen to some extent. And the offense is capable. So it's not like they're a bad team. I don't necessarily think it's, you know, in my opinion, it's not, it's not uh, reverse psychology to say that uh, you, you going in there and being, beating the Dallas Cowboys is probably not possible or it's not going to happen. But the, the truth of the matter is that they've played down to their competition. They've even played up to their competition. We just don't know who we're going to see. And for the past three weeks, it's, it's been an abomination because the offense has not been able to do what the offense did in the first three games in the first month of the football. You know, so, so to your point, Vinny, I, I think that anyone looked at the, the way the schedule opened up for the Raiders and said that the Raiders would be happy to go through that first month of football at three and one. Yeah, I mean, everyone would love that, and that's what happened. But since then, it's been a disaster. It's not excusing the off-field distractions, but on the field, they have not played well. They have not played smart. Um, they have they have not necessarily been predictable. They they played down their opponents, and they have allowed you know their opponents to some of the more inferior opponents in the National Football League to beat them. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, it, it I don't think that they've arrived at this point the way people thought that they would have arrived uh, at this point, considering who they've beaten and who they haven't been able to beat. And it's just it's it's a head scratcher. Um, but but the fact of the matter is. Uh, like, and I think they need to get to six and five. Um, yeah. It's almost imperative at this point. It's a 17 game schedule. You get to six and five. We were talking about this last week. Uh, get to six and five with six games left to play um, and then mount the best possible run from that point on. But it almost seems like five and six. Oh, boy. I don't know if it's if it's possible to get where the Raiders want to get to. At five and six. Well, this it's not impossible because no. it depends on how you finish off the. I mean, they they would have to go on a tremendous run, you know, to finish off the season. Uh, they would definitely have to win all their games and 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 remainder of the season to get to where they want to be. But you also have to understand the AFC is going to beat up on each other too. You know, you, you look at the the sort of garble and in, in the divisions. In order for the Raiders to even compete for a wild card, still not out of the question for them to compete for the division. But they got to win and they need some help. Um, and which which is something that I've never liked doing or talking about or even pontificating whether or not oh how do they get to play this and that no no you win <laughs> you allow all the other pieces to fall right now the Raiders need to find a way to win. Do you think getting away from home, um, you know, where it's just not been happening these last couple of weeks, and I'm not blaming Allegiant Stadium or, or the atmosphere there. It's been it's been uh, uh, terrific. Yes, there's fans of other teams, but. There's been the majority of fans in those stadiums these last two weeks, even with uh, a lot of red in there and a lot of orange and black last week. It's still a Raider crowd, and they control. Um, if, if the Raiders give them something to cheer for, they're the dominant uh, crowd in there. So I'm not blaming anything on Allegiant Stadium whatsoever. I just think sometimes, and, and Lincoln, you're a better um, you know source to, to talk about this uh, than I am. Sometimes when you get away from home and the pressures of being home, the family, all of that, you kind of bond a little bit on the road with your brothers uh, and your teammates and your staff and everyone that, that travels with you. Um, it, call it a us against them kind of mentality, uh, whatever the case is. But sometimes there's a little bit of a liberation, just getting away from the pressures of defending your home court and just going and, and playing a little bit more freer when you're going into another building. 
Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that, especially when you're talking about where you're going. I mean, that type of game would have happened in New York. You know what I mean? When they played the yeah, Giants. But that, yes, it's true. Okay. But, I mean, but it, they were, I, I guess maybe I got to throw this element in. Okay. You know, maybe just the – I, 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 I don't know. I just feel like the Raiders have been playing – with some pressure on their shoulders. You know, this is, oh, they got to beat this team because they're supposed to beat this team. I just, it, there's just something that's been off about this team. And I could be grasping for straws. I'm, I'm, you know, I think a lot of people are right now. But just even going into a situation where not a lot of people uh, expect them to win, not a lot of people expect them to go play well, uh, it's away from home, it's in a loud atmosphere. Sometimes you could just you could use all of that to your advantage. You just play free and easy, which is what I don't think they've been doing these last three weeks, and specifically these last two weeks at home. Well, I don't want them playing too free and easy because I need them to focus. You know what yes. I mean? Yes, that's 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 so you got to be careful how you want to choose. Look, I'll tell you what. There was I think it was the Sunday night game when they had the TV copy up in the room. Uh, they were showing the TV copy. And they were saying, you know, the last time the Raiders were successful, won the division was back when I played in 2002. And since then, how many other teams in this division have won it? Um, and like Derek said, I think on the show yesterday, you know, he's tired of it. You know, he's tired, tired of, you know, not being able to, uh, to, to look forward or, or advance. This falls on their shoulders. This is a very tight young team, very tight young. knit, okay? But this falls on their shoulder. Is there pressure? Hell yeah, there's pressure. Because everybody wants the same thing. But you're a professional. And the way that you've excelled through the ranks to get to this position, you know, most of the guys have come from successful programs. They, they, you don't think there's pressure on their shoulders? You know, you know, you don't think that they had to find places where you're going to places where they, not people, a lot of people thought they were going to win? Maybe so, maybe not. Who knows? But, at the, the, you know, for across the board. But I, to your point, Vinny, I, I understand what you're saying. There's always distractions when it comes around the holidays. Sometimes it would be nice to get things to, to, to get away. But unless the Raiders know what they're doing wrong, they can't possibly understand how to do it right. Do you think I, – I think they know what they are doing wrong. Um, and, and that's what's probably so frustrating to them is that they know what they're doing wrong. They talk about it. They coach it. Um, they, they, they try to discipline it with the penalties. They've tried everything to mitigate it and to eliminate it. But it's still happening, and I think that's the frustrating part is because they know exactly – you know, take away the X's and O's, which that's a whole other uh, a whole other issue. I know they're working around the clock to get that part of it right. But none of it matters, <laughs> Lincoln, when you're shooting yourselves in the foot. Like, no matter, no matter what you do, how well you do it, it nothing is going to – you, you, you can't succeed if you're shooting yourself in the foot. And – so until they get they, – they know that part of it, Lincoln. Right. It's just getting past that part of it. Yeah, well, I will say this, that, you know, when you talk about playing free, you can't be too loose. You can't no. be – you know, and, and the thing is, is because it's, I believe, a majority of these penalties, and that's what we're speaking on right now. Yeah. The majority of these penalties were, um, you know, numbskull mistakes, bonehead moves, not concentrating, not focused. So what I would like for them to do – Focus in. Don't be too uh, tight or uh, overwhelmed like you, you, you mentioned. But be focused in and play smarter. That's just yeah, it. Be- play smarter. Yeah, because is there, you know, is there an argument to sometimes be made when you're, when you're playing too under pressure, when you're putting too much pressure on yourself, 
that could also lead to bonehead like uh, you know uh, like like just being a little too urgent a little bit yeah. too you know um uh, uh you know under the gun you're just tight you're, you're nervous those... you're you know you're yeah, you got exactly. but you got to but that's the thing that's what i'm trying to say about being a professional you got to yep. learn how to control that because this is your job so and this is what you do so when you don't control that you have you're hurting your team and you're affecting your team's winning and if you want to be a champion don't go out there and commit stupid penalties because that yeah. you know penalties uh, champions don't do that yeah because and that that interrupts when we start getting into the x's and o's and all that um you know, it changes the look. It changes the down and distance. It changes the situation. It sometimes eliminates something that you did just did really well. And I go on, go to the uh, those defensive penalties, Lincoln. What was so frustrating to the Raiders about that and to their fans is they actually did something good right before that. They stopped the Bengals three times, got them off the field, only to. As they were walking off the field, look, oh, there's a yellow flag down there. What do we do now? Yeah. Penalty, new set of downs, yep. 16 points. That's just demoralizing, Lincoln. And let me ask you this. When, you're, when, that, when you've been involved in games like that where you are shooting yourselves in the foot, what kind of psychological toll can that take sometimes? Well, it takes a lot. It, it, it's really heavy because now you talk about pressure. You're feeling the pressure of trying to do everything right now. You know what I mean? So the, the thing is, is that, again, you've got to give credit to the other side of the ball. Those guys get paid, too. And so, you you know, there are times where you, you're, it's not lack of effort. Sometimes no. it's, it's just a, a focus and lack of concentration. It becomes demoralizing as you come over to sidelines. And I used to say that, you know, there's nobody who's above the boo. So when I'm waiting for Raider fans to start booing, the boo birds to come out because if you play like crap, you deserve to be booed. Well, they <laughs> so, got booed. They got yeah. booed on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, they were yeah, boo-birds. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's on, that's on, just on. it. I mean, they've had they've had a perfect opportunity with the teams that have come in to Allegiant Stadium to defend their home field, and they didn't do it. And 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 it's disheartening. That's frustrating when you have to go on the road, and now you get into a situation later in the year. Instead of thinking that you know with the way teams are and the way they have played, you be in a more an advantageous position. Say like the uh, the Patriots or the Ravens or something like that. You know, with the number of wins, now you're in a disadvantage because almost I, I hate to say, it, but if you talk about playoffs, almost every game from here on out becomes a must win. Uh, exactly. I mean, you have to approach every game like that yep. because with seven left to play and you need to probably get to 11 to yep. really secure yourself, uh, you need to win six of your next seven, period, yeah. exclamation point. That's the math. There's no other way of getting around that. Now, you look at the Dallas Cowboys right now, Lincoln, and, and we already know uh, that Amari Cooper is out um, due to COVID-19 and the restrictions and all that. Uh, I'm not going to get into the whys of all that. He made his decision. He's out. Uh hurting his team in the process jerry jones talked about it uh by decisions that he made so be it uh, he's out um cd lamb concussion did not practice on monday did not practice did not uh, participate on tuesday not sure where that is headed it seems dubious to me uh with a concussion on a short week that he's going to be able to uh to play on on thursday so uh let's go under the assumption um kind of where this is headed, that CeeDee Lamb and uh, Amari Cooper are out. How does that affect the Dallas Cowboys? How does it affect them? It affects them the fact where their their wide receiver core, which has been one of their strengths to complement their run game, is going to be depleted. Um, But if we've learned anything from the last couple of games, 
It's the, it's the tight end. It's the short passes. It's everything underneath that I want to worry about versus the defense and their ability to stop the perimeter run, runs because Dallas has has had success running on and, and perimeter teams that they've played. Yeah, so um, we'll keep an, an eye on, on, on that, but it's bound to have an effect, and you hate for the Raiders to get an edge or any team to get an edge because of somebody else's um, you know, bad luck uh, or so, but I'll say this. <laughs> uh, the Raiders aren't going to be uh, ever um, you know, resistant to, to accept some good luck after the kind of bad luck that they've been dealing with uh, this year, so they're at that point in the season now and they've put themselves in this point and in this position where any help that they can get, they're going to, they're going to take. It's part of the game. Injuries are a part of the game. Uh, Other things are a part of the game apparently that we've seen uh, over this last month or so. So uh, nobody's going to feel sorry for the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody feels sorry uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, It it, it is what it is. So um, it's something that could, you know, um, uh, affect the Dallas Cowboys and, you know, we'll see if the Raiders, though, that's the key, like you said, to take advantage of it and not let other people now, you know, uh, beat you or other positions beat you. You talk about the tight ends um, and, and it's been a, a sore spot for the Raiders. It's why, one of the reasons why I think linebacker is a position that they're going to have to take a serious look at in you know free agency, in the draft. Uh, they need to infuse this team with some guys that they can feel more confident in in the pass game. You mentioned yesterday that Denzel Perryman is playing lights out football. He's playing tremendous football, uh, but everybody has. There are there are very few players, Lincoln, that are that have it all, right? And right. Uh, that are that are flawless, so to speak. His, you know, uh, weakest spot his is 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 pass coverage. You know, he's just not very good at it, um, especially at this probably stage of his career. So. Um, having said that, with answers now having to wait until you know the off season, what do the Raiders do? How can you scheme it up differently so that that doesn't become an issue? Especially Lincoln, especially when the other safety on the field, Jonathan Abram, is even worse in yeah. that uh, um, you know realm than even Denzel probably is. There, there's really no easy fix. Um, to be honest, I will say this. I'll, I'll, I'll commend Denzel Perriman. You know, when you look at this, this Raiders zone, one thing they do at the snap of the ball, they drop so deep. They play really soft up front, and that's why people were able to take advantage of them, especially yards after catch. I will say this. Denzel in this last game of Bengals did not – there was a couple times he had a couple pass breakups. He didn't go as deep, and that benefited him, especially when the receiver was right in his area, whether it was a check down or a purpose, you know, a little hook route right in the middle of him. That, that, that did benefit him. The problem becomes is that there's still too much space on both sides of them, whether you've got Littleton in there or whether you've got, you know, Jonathan Abram in there. There's, there's space that teams have been able to take advantage of. And one of the ways that they've done that is they would have, like, they would set up a, a trips formation or a bunch formation. Even if they have a tight end, they would have two other receivers. The two other receivers would clear out the middle linebacker and the coverage safety in that area, whether or linebacker in that other area, the coverage man would clear out because the corners are playing press man on the outside receivers. And then you would just have a tight end or, or a back go in that area. And, you know, it was yards after the catch. It's not a big play. It's just yards after the catch. Those add up as you're working down the field. To answer your question, with this style of defense, there's really no easy fix because, as you mentioned, it's not just Denzel Powerman. It's also Jonathan Abram. They are two of your better run defenders, part of your normal defense, but they hurt. They have a liability in pass defense. 
And so it's not an easy fix. Even when they go with their dime and they bring in Dalen Levitt, the big thing for the for a lot of those guys, Denzel Perriman, Dalen Levitt, even Travail Moore, the, the big thing is that their size versus a lot of the tight ends in the National Football League. They're smaller. They're shorter guys. And there are a lot of quarterbacks who are capable of just playing basically jump balls, like basketball. You're a basketball fan. You got a tall man in the middle. What do you do? You throw it to him. <laughs> it's the same yeah. thing. You know what I mean? And, right. and so it makes it harder for defenders to, to, to defend it. You know, the Chargers picked on the, the safeties. They also picked on the linebackers with their tight ends. Um, it's really not an easy fix. It's one of those things why you hope the rush will get there or you're hoping to be able to sustain it. But I really think that they need to move their the drop of their zone up closer to the line of scrimmage rather than so far back. Yo, and, and I agree with you, and I, and I think by doing that, because what, what ultimately happens is the catch is bad enough, and but that's going to happen. It's the NFL. The quarterback's good. You've got, like you said, uh, a lot of times with the tight ends and the linebackers or safeties, you've got a size advantage. Um, it's almost, I'm not going to say it's impossible to break up that pass, but you're at a disadvantage, period, exclamation point. What what ends up hurting most or more, and this has been happening with the Raiders, it's the yards after the catch. Yep. And I think that being, like you said, dropping that zone a little bit uh, closer to the, you know, uh, not so far down the field, is that at the very least, even if you're going to give up a catch, you're in a better position to, to make the tackle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that that's something that the Raiders uh, need to look at. And when we come back, I want to talk to you, um, Lincoln, about – yeah, we've been talking about a lot of bad things that have happened these last three weeks, but there's some good things going on, too. Um, and in particular, a rookie that um, has been playing lights out football and getting better and better and better. And we're going to talk about that on the other side. You're in the huddle with Vinnie Monster and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. It's Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on the night before Thanksgiving and the night before the Dallas Cowboys welcome the Las Vegas Raiders to AT&T Stadium. And it's a chance for the Raiders to get back on track. It's not even a chance. It's a must they got to get back on track tomorrow in Dallas. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now back to your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. The night before the Dallas Cowboys host the Las Vegas Raiders, a chance for the Raiders to get their season back on track. It's imperative that they do. They're sitting at 5-5 five and five, uh, after losing three straight games. Uh, the Raiders need to uh, get back uh, on the horse. And what a better way to – what a better place to do that – uh, than in Dallas, Texas. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation guest line and welcome in a good friend of mine. Uh, he is part of the Raiders' Spanish uh, radio broadcast. You could follow him at Harry Ruiz. It's our good friend, Harry Ruiz. How are you doing, my friend? Good to have you. Thanks for ha- spending some time with us in the huddle. Of course, Vinny. It's great talking to you on this Thanksgiving Eve. We're ready for tomorrow's game, man. It came up, came up quick, but that's great for the Raiders. They need to get that loss. These last losses they've had, these three straight losses, they need to take them off their back. And what a better way than on a national stage on a Thanksgiving day over there in Dallas. Well, I was going to actually ask you about that, Harry, because uh, Lincoln and I have been talking about, um, you know, just the, the quick turnaround. I also think it might help 
just to get out of town uh, and get on the road. I know it's a daunting task to go play Dallas. It's a daunting task to play Dallas in Dallas. Um, the Cowboys in Dallas, um, especially on a, a, a big stage like it is. But I just feel like, uh, Harry, that they've kind of been playing with a little bit of pressure on them. Uh, and maybe that's a symptom of playing at home sometimes where you got where you feel like it's a must win, you had a win. Uh, maybe just getting out of town a little bit is going to help this team settle down and play a little bit more poised and efficient. What do you think? I think that's a great point. And also, I lived in uh, in Texas for almost five years, and Raider Nation is strong out there too. So the boys won't be by themselves out there. I can guarantee you the Raider Nation will be out there in full force at AT&T Stadium. And this short week, I think, can also help the Raiders with the situation of C.D. Lamb being in the concussion protocol. He might not be cleared by game time, and if it had been a Sunday game, that might not have been the case. So that's another way to help the Raiders. I know the Dallas Cowboys have a lot of weapons. I mean, you're not uh, one of the top offenses in the league, the number one total offense, number five passing offense, number five rushing offense, and number three scoring offense in the NFL just because you have two great wide receivers. It's because you're a complete team, but it definitely helps that Amari Cooper is in the COVID-19 protocol, that CeeDee Lamb is in the concussion protocol. So this short week can help the Raiders both ways. With the Cowboys not having their players back, two of their top receivers, their two top receivers, but also just being able to get this momentum, this negative momentum off their back as soon as possible, too. Hey, Harry, how you doing, man? Big link. It's What's great going on, talking buddy? to you again, man. It's good talking to you, too. Hey, do you think the Raiders – I mean, over the past couple of weeks, I wonder if they – I question whether or not they can match the physical nature of the way the Cowboys have been playing. Do you think they can? Oh, man, you see the Cowboys. Both their lines are unbelievable. I have a lot of confidence on our guys on the defensive line, and I feel that they can do a good job. They've been doing a great job now for 10 games in the 2021 season, already surpassing their sack total from 2020 by 223 against 21, and they still got – seven games ahead of them. So I trust our defensive line, the offensive line. They've been tested with great opposition all season long, and that's going to be tough. But you see in every position, the Cowboys, they're loaded. They have a 7-3 and three record. It's going to be tough, but it's any given Sunday. And in this case, any given Thursday, Big Link, everybody uh, has the Raiders written off except Raider Nation. I know Monday and Tuesday everybody was disappointed, but today on game day eve, Everybody has a positive mindset, and I feel that the Raiders can come out and shock the world tomorrow. Harry, um, and we're talking to Harry Ruiz. Uh, He is, uh, of course, part of the Raiders' uh, Spanish uh, radio broadcast, uh, and we're glad to have him uh, here in the huddle with us today. Uh, Harry, the offense has been in a funk. There's no two ways uh, about it. There's a lot of, you know, we could talk about the penalties, which have not helped, um, but we could talk about some of the personnel losses. Obviously, that hasn't helped uh, as well. But at some, to- uh, at some point, um, you know, whatever's going on, the Raiders have to kind of figure out a way to get out of this funk. What, where's the starting point for Harry Ruiz in, in, in terms of the Raiders being able to get back to playing efficient football? Staying on the field, Vinny. I mean, the 47 plays against the Cincinnati Bengals, the last time they had less plays on the field – as an offense, you got to go all the way back to November 28, 2010, when they had 45 against the Miami Dolphins. If you can't convert on third downs, you can't stay on the field. And the Raiders, between the Chiefs game and the Bengals game, 
They only converted once on third downs in each. And if you see the stretch between the first third down they converted, the only third down they converted against the Chiefs, and the only one, which was the last one against the Bengals, they had 16 straight third downs without moving the chains. You have to convert on third downs. And the shocking thing is that most of them were third and manageables, and they weren't able to move the chains. The Raiders need to be efficient when they're on third downs, and the offense needs to step it up a notch, and they need to get out of this funk, and they need to look at guys as Deshaun Jackson and Brian Edwards, who shockingly had running plays in this last game against Cincinnati, but not a single target during the game. You have to throw them the ball. I know D.C. was criticized and the offense as a whole because they weren't looking for Waller enough. Well, they looked for Waller enough, but everybody else was limited on 30 yards or under. You can't win that the games that way. The offense, it starts with third, third downs, but you also got to look at the whole offense as a unit. They need to step it up as a wide receivers, running backs. I mean, the running backs. Running game, if you go back to last year, they were limited under 100 yards six times. This year, it's already seven times. The running game needs to step it up a notch. Everybody has to. What are your thoughts of the way that uh, Coach Passaccia has been handling everything and, and, and as well as Greg Olson and, and Gus Bradley? I mean, it's a very tough scenario. You know it, Link. It's uh, very difficult to where they've been as of late. But I'll, I'll say this. I'm on social media every single day uh, at La Nacion Raider for all the Raider Nation brothers and sisters that speak in Spanish. After the first two games where – Olsen was the offensive coordinator with control of the offense, and Coach Passaccia was the interim head coach. Everybody was like, you see, it was Gruden's fault. We're back in black, and we're back and doing everything great. And then after three losses, it's like, fire everybody. You can't go too high or too low on a loss, but it's been difficult the way they've been managing it. I liked it how they presented it at the beginning. Passaccia gave Bradley control of the defense, gave Olsen control of the offense, let them take care of what they're specialized in, and Coach Passaccia was just going to overlook everybody. I think that's the best way to do it, and the, the Raiders, it's just they need to get these this losing streak done and get everybody back in a positive mindset. It's just a difficult, daunting task against a very good Dallas Cowboys team. Well, Harry, uh, what are your uh, would you say your keys uh, are offensively? I think defensively, um, the Raiders have shown an ability to hang in there. Yeah, um, when you mentioned the plays uh, that the Raiders' offense have had, it doesn't help the defense. They're gassed by the end of games these last two games um, in terms of uh, you know uh, just being overexposed and being out on the field uh, uh, too long. But offensively, uh, what 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 needs to happen for for the Raiders uh, to go into Dallas and win this game? So it's difficult, but if you can try to establish the run game, and if it doesn't work early, abandon it. But you have to give Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake carries, see if they feel comfortable. If it doesn't happen early, then you got to start striking hard with the – I would go to Deshaun Jackson. He had huge games with the Philadelphia Eagles there in Dallas. We know he doesn't like the Cowboys. He played against them with Washington. He played against them with uh, the Eagles. He doesn't like them. So let's see Deshaun Jackson just let him loose. He got uh, increment in, in snap counts this last game against uh, Cincinnati, even though it doesn't seem as much. But with the low amount of plays the Raiders had on the field, it was over 30% participation with him. We just need to find a way to have him involved in this offense a little bit more. So my key is, Djax, look look for him, look for him often. And if you do that, 
then that can open more spaces for guys like Hunter Renfro, who only had 30 yards this last game. Zay Jones, who was very limited. Darren Waller, get everybody else involved. But it starts with having that deep threat not only be there, but use it as well. Yeah, I agree, Harry. I think uh, Deshaun Jackson needs to be a bigger part of this offense. Uh, you know, they, they've got seven more games left to tap into him. Um, and I think that he provides an important element that they're that they're missing. I get it. Zay Jones has speed, too. Uh, but there's certain guys uh, that just strike a little bit more fear uh, into the heart of a defense. And, and uh, D, uh, Deshaun Jackson is one of those guys. Uh, Harry Ruiz, thank you so much for spending some time with us in the huddle. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. Enjoy Thanksgiving. And we'll see if the Raiders are able to return home to Las Vegas uh, with a much-needed win. Thanks so much, brother. brother. Thanks, Harry. Muchas gracias, Vinny. Muchas gracias, Big Link. Take care. You got it. That was Harry Ruiz. He is part of the Raiders uh, Spanish broadcast team. We're happy to have him uh, here in Las Vegas. Uh, obviously a good friend uh, as well of the show uh, and of mine. Uh, love seeing him uh, at Allegiant Stadium on Sundays. Uh, we'll be back when uh, we'll be back right after this, I should say, uh, in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Wednesday. No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Wednesday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Well, it's that time of the show, Lincoln Kennedy. Um, and you're going to have to do what the Raiders coaches and players just haven't been able to do these last three games. Uh, and that's figure out the keys uh, to winning. Well, maybe they were able to figure out the keys. They just weren't able to execute it these last three weeks in frustrating uh, manner. And I know the Raiders uh, are working around the clock to get this thing fixed. Uh, but they, for me anyway, they definitely have to get away uh, from the mistakes uh, and the silly mistakes and silly penalties that they've been committing. But Lincoln Kennedy, I'm going to throw it to you uh, in terms of the keys uh, to the Raiders going to Dallas and getting a much-needed win. Key number one for Lincoln Kennedy. Well, as much as you said, you got to get away from the foolish mistakes. These yeah. the, the penalties have plagued them over this losing streak. You know what I mean? They, and, and they have to get away from them. They can't they they can't they can't continue to shoot themselves in the foot when they're on offense. But more importantly, extend drives when they're out there on defense, because you're asking this defense to play at a very high high level of intensity, and everybody gets worn down after a while. But when you're losing the time of possession because you have drives that have been extended by bonehead penalties, avoidable penalties, every, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it does you no good, and it really works against you. So first and foremost, you've got to, you, you've got to stop with the foolish penalties. And the second one I'm saying, you're going to have to win the turnover battle and score touchdowns. Those are the three, three, t, three keys because you can, it's very capable. You're very, it's, it's a, it can be thought of or, or the scene that you can get into an offensive shootout with this Cowboy team. Um, they're good on offense, even though they're about two down to two of the star receivers. They're still pretty daggone good on offense, and, and it's it's a possibility that you can get in a shootout. But what you can't avoid, you can't have happen, is you cannot be inept in scoring like they have been in the past three weeks. They've got to score yeah, touchdowns. I, I agree with you. It's it's really been a three strikes you're out kind of a proposition for the Raiders. Uh, they're they're committing more penalties than their opponent. They're committing more turnovers than their opponent. And they're they're losing the time of possession battle to their opponent, and obviously that has effect, that has meant they're not scoring as many points 
uh, as their opponents. Um, yeah. I think that as opposed to Sunday night against the Cincinnati or Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, when they were set up with in with a golden opportunity to take a early control of this game of that game uh, and not being able to cash in with a touchdown right off the bat, in spite of being set up at the nine yard line uh, was just, it was a psychological blow that I don't think the Raiders ever quite recovered from. Um, they, it just showed them, man, this is probably isn't going to be our day again. Right. Um, right. And, and it was just too much to overcome. So I think a fast start Lincoln it's playing clean, efficient football. We've been beating that, um, you know, uh, uh, into the ground all week this week. But that's really is where it starts because Lincoln, at that point, if they're able to do that and just play on an even field when it comes to penalties and, and things like that, they at least put themselves in a position to do what they want to do and execute their offense and run their plays and get into their playbook. They have not been able to do that with all these three and outs and not being able to extend drives. And then, like you said, the double whammy to that first, they're not marching down the field. They're not putting the points on the board. They're not crossing over, um, you know, uh, the other end zone. One of seven, I think it was the week before uh, in the red zone. Not only are they not scoring points, not only are not, um, you know, putting pressure on the opposing defense, they're putting way too much pressure on their own defense. Uh, to have to continually hold down the fort uh, over and over and over again until we saw these last two weeks, Lincoln, there was a breaking point in the fourth quarter. That's where the games went sideways absolutely. in terms of the score. Absolutely. Right. That, they, they, you're, you're absolutely right. And then the thing is, is that it's it, it, come, it starts from the top. It starts from coaching. starts from putting a better complaint, uh, game plan together on both sides of the ball. And it also starts, you know, I mean, I, I've been critical – of um of everything you know from offense defense in our shows and 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 this time I'm also going to be critical of Coach Masachi of the way he managed this game because I I did not there were some times where I questioned what he was his logic and his, his doing especially at the end of the game when the game's over why are you calling timeouts you, you thinking thinking a miracle is going to happen I mean you know and stuff conversely like that. not taking timeouts oh, exactly during the first half that's what I was just about to make the point to so yeah yeah it's instances like that where you can you you question it you know more importantly here's the thing if you if you're you the, the Raiders right now because of the roster moves have had to put you know Zay Jones out there he's your he's really one of your starting wide receivers to do special teams they're having to use a lot more starters on their special teams and there are instances where if if I'm if I have Carlson as my kicker I'm telling him every time to kick it out the back of the end zone. And when you look at that Cincinnati game, Cincinnati has pretty doggone special teams. That's one of the things that they are notorious for is having consistent special teams. There was one drive where Carlson didn't kick it out of the back of the end zone, and I know he can. Um, uh, he kicked it up short. They ended up getting a return to almost like the 35, 37-yard line. Great field position to start. You don't want that. So there are small things, small things that I can point out that I think coaching-wise you tell them, look, kick that ball out of the end zone. We'll start at the 25. Our defense is doing well. We don't want to give them extra yards or free yards. Don't put it into their hands that way. So, and it, it, it's a challenge. It really is. It's a challenge across the board, but it starts up top. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that at this point in the season, just kick it out of the end zone. I know the logic behind it. You want to try to keep them from getting to the 25-yard line, and there have been times this year where the Raiders have accomplished that, uh, but there's also you're taking a big chance when you do that. Um, just eliminate it. Let them let them start the drives uh, at the 25 yard line. Take your chances um, there. Uh, I know there's percentages and oh well if they if they start a drive 
before you know ahead of the 25 yard line you know it's less of a percentage that they're going to go score to get it understand it but you know what you're putting yourself in a bad position uh if you can't cover that and right. all of a sudden like lincoln said you're starting they're, they're starting drives uh, at the 35 40 yard line um it's just it, it it doesn't work uh well we'll see lincoln um it's going to be a tough chore for the mm-hmm, raiders mm-hmm. but um i think they're angry i think they're frustrated Think they're ready to get back uh, on track. We'll see if it happens uh, tomorrow uh, in Dallas. Obviously, Raider Nation Radio is going to have all the coverage from beginning to end uh, tomorrow. Um, we're not going to be here Friday. Um, uh, there's, uh, you know, we're not going to have a show on Friday. So the next time we'll talk to you guys is on Monday. Um, we'll see what we're talking about, and we'll see where everything is is headed at that point. Uh, but right now, the focus for the Raiders is to go to Dallas get a win uh, at the house that Jerry built. We'll see if they're capable of doing it. Lincoln Kennedy, thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll see you you tomorrow. Travel Uh, safe. Thank you. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Thank you, uh, Damon Cotton, uh, for everything that you do. Uh, We'll see you back home in Las Vegas next week.